Hey everybody, and welcome to our newest project for first responder wellness, No One Fights Alone, an in-depth conversation about mental health and addiction in the first responder space. We're joined by your hosts Austin Pedersen and Brad Shepard. Welcome to the No One Fights Alone podcast. I am Brad Shepard, your co-host alongside Austin Pedersen. Austin, how are you? I'm doing good, man. It's been a uh, it's been a long week, but uh, ready to to knock out another episode. We got some fun fun topics to talk about today, so I'm looking forward to it. Man, I'm so excited to start this year off, and uh, and we started the year off with a bang. We uh, we just got back from uh, from travel. How was your travel? Mine was a little uh, mine was a little comical. How about yours? Oh, terrible! Absolutely terrible! Yeah, but. It's one of those things where you, when you're headed to Nashville, uh, you you semi expect the either the plane ride there or the plane ride back to be a little bit rough. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, you you know when you travel, you always hope uh, you know whatever your seating arrangements are that you uh, you have this anxiety and anticipation of uh, who you're going to be sitting beside, and you you hope it's somebody nice. You maybe you hope it's somebody uh, beautiful or engaging or. Um, yeah, that was not the case for me. Hold on here. I, I want to share something with you. I'm guessing that that has something to do with uh, whoever you sat next to. Man, I have not sat next to a dude that drunk in a hot minute. Uh, this guy, uh, he was smashed. I, I actually don't know how I made it on the plane. Uh, he was coherent enough to actually take off and then he fell into a slump onto, uh, he was middle seat. Uh, I'm kind of weird cause I start taking, uh, window seats anymore. Cause I, I, you know, I don't want to chicken wing out in the aisle, but I, uh, this dude, he ended up falling up against the guy on the aisle. <laughs> He stayed that away though. The whole rest of the trip didn't even wake up when we landed. I mean, that's that's like somebody's worst nightmare. You know what I mean? Like I I know that uh like the one thing I hope every flight that I get on is somebody that like respects personal space. Like just don't touch me. That's the only thing I like you could talk to me or or whatever you want to do. Like I obviously make it very obvious with headphones and everything that I do not want to speak to you. But like, I'm okay with it if it is, but touching me and falling into me and that kind of a thing that's, and, and I think we kind of both had that interaction. Honestly, oh, man. Cause, well, you know what? The, uh, even though the travel, it, it wasn't absolutely terrible. It was just more comical than him being smashed. But uh, man, we were going out to uh, Nashville uh, for a couple of days uh, with the FOP conference. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit or you want to keep on moving? You want to yeah, no. move a little bit of the FOP? Because it was pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is now the third year in a row that I've attended that conference. Um, I think it's been going on for four years is kind of when they they opened it up. And I think COVID kind of wrecked it a little bit. I I think so, but I think they still had it. Yeah, Uh, for sure. And but definitely attendance was down just just like kind of everything else in the country during that time. Um, but you know, I, I think it's evolved over the last few years. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the FOP has been on a, well, the wellness portion of the FOP has been on a mission to try and improve, um, the resources that they have available for people. Um, I mean, you tell me one of their, one of their, uh, I think one of their biggest wins was hiring Sherry Martin. Sherry has been a great addition to the FOP team. Uh, bringing that whole wellness concept to FOP and them strategically uh, marching out to uh, bring uh, health and wellness and resiliency to uh, law enforcement. Uh, And I know that's happening all across the board in all uh, disciplines within first responder industry. It just so happens that we, you know, spent some time at FOP. Uh, What was, uh, what was maybe kind of a highlight or an aha moment for you at FOP? Well, I think I think there's a couple. So first off, uh, you know, uh, our good friend, Mr. Ben Pearson, who has been on the podcast multiple times, uh, got an opportunity to attend the professionals portion, uh, which I think is more evolved around, um, you know, the clinical aspect, the medical aspect, doctors, therapists, um, things like that. 
uh, he had nothing but glowing reviews to talk about kind of where, where they started, which was, you know, four or five years ago when he went for the first time, there was like four people in that, you know, um, and this year there was over 35 or, or something along those lines. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's huge right there. Just the, the cultural competency piece for the clinicians and the medical team is, is growing and, and more people nationally are getting involved um, which is, which is good. Uh, but you know, for me, um, I, it's gotta be the, the like variety of speakers that they're bringing in and presentations, whether it's, you know, SISM or it's, you know, the peer support. Uh, I mean, so last year I sat in Indianapolis, uh, PD's wellness presentation, uh, and there was maybe, 30 people in the room or something like that last year, maybe even less. Um, but this year they had the main conference room and I mean, there was a f three or 400 people. It seemed like in that room um, and they set it up to where like they could do like a Google classroom type of thing where, um, you know, they were getting anonymous questions from the group uh, and the engagement from the group was just so much higher than I've ever seen before. And they're asking great questions, like from all the way up from leadership down to a, an individual peer support member on how they address situations, how they, um, you know, handle tough calls, how they, you know, hold boundaries, all, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so that, that was a great growth point right there. Right. But then obviously, you, you know, Chris Gallen very well. And uh, I've got a chance to meet him. He's one of my favorite presenters. He got an opportunity to uh, present and um, it's he's it's the F-bomb he's the F-bomb king, man. He uh, we uh, we do over and under on how many F-bombs he drops out. But he, you know, he <laughs> he is just an absolutely amazing uh, presenter to uh, bring about a message of uh, inspiring people to 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 change, to live a different life. He, he, uh, he, he really just leads you down this path of, uh, Hey, be cautious and careful, uh, or you'll end up here. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love hearing him speak. I don't know how many times I've heard him speak. I absolutely, every time it's just a joy because he has so much energy. Uh, he brings levity and, and depth, uh, at this in, in just in brief moments, you'll be laughing, you'll be crying. You, I, I absolutely love uh, listening to him. I, I, you know, I, I got to meet so many, uh, uh, great people and catch up with so many great people. Uh, you know, there's a fascinating young lady, Megan Holloway, who's, uh, who absolutely is, is transitioning into, um, some, some great work. It was, it was amazing. Let's just listening to her passion. Um, Dr. Sofati was there. We get, we got to catch up a little bit, uh, with her, uh, just some of the absolute, you know, FOP just does Sherry Martin, Sherry and her team just bring, uh, such a great entourage of, of, uh, both professional, uh, clinical and professional, uh, law enforcement street, uh, to bear on both sides. It, it was just a, it was just a great conference. Yeah. Well, I think, and, and to jump on both of those points, you know, what I like about Scallons is it's a very serious topic, right? It is about suicide. Uh, it is about, um, you know, overcoming adversity and all of those type of things, but he makes you just laugh. Right. And like, he brings a different level. Like, I don't think people expect to go in there and be laughing about those topics. Like that's, that's, they're such taboo topics. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and, but then you can jump into these other ones, right. Like Salfati or, or someone else who presents that's, um, just pure knowledge base. Right. And, it, and you, you walk out of there like, man, I just never knew, uh, a lot of the facts or, you know, things that they're, they're speaking on. So that's, that's the beauty of it is you just see so many different aspects of wellness, of, uh, peer support of whatever it is. And so to bring that nationally too, cause I mean, I think it, it we're, we're a massive country, right? Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, 350 million people or, or whatever it is. And so I think we've always had something where each, you know, side of the country or each different state has different regulations, different laws, different ways they handle different cultures. Uh, and, you know, what ends up happening is a conference like this brings all of those cultures together and, and helps them uh, learn about each other and different ways to handle things. So it's, it's beautiful. 
you know, you bring up Scala, and that's one of the, that's one of the I think one of the uh, maybe undersell uh, and underappreciated pieces for Scala. And you know, his his pedigree is actually in the trenches, but uh, additionally to that pedigree, he's uh, I asked him about this. He's still sitting on the uh, ICP's uh, consortium on suicide, uh, and, and he didn't get there by uh, academic pedigree. He got there um, the hard way. And, you know, we need people like that uh, in those uh, arenas where, you know, there's oftentimes there's these this higher level of people talking about us instead of to us. Uh, and they're talking about a situation uh, when ground floor, those of us that are in it are like, yeah, you're we're not talking the same language. And Scallon brings those together. Um, <laughs> oftentimes, much to the chagrin of the people. Uh, that he's speaking to, uh, he he has so many great stories related to that because he, they don't know how to handle that guy. He's uh, he's unique. He is a very unique specimen. Great friend, but great friend yeah. to uh, Chateau as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's one of the things though that I like is that uh, when when he speaks, people listen, right? Like that's that's commanding the room, that's commanding the the group that you're speaking to. Um, because there is a certain part about it, not just first responder culture, but you know, um, our culture in general is like, it, you tend to listen to somebody that's been through it and when they can share their personal story of adversity and overcoming that and, and whatever it is, it commands respect. For sure. Uh, and that's, that's sometimes can outweigh, I mean, especially in the first responder community that can outweigh somebody who's been to college for seven years, right. Or whatever it may be, a PhD or, or, you know, some type of academic, uh, it, it, you know, personal strength and knowledge can have more power than a book, right? I think so it takes both. Austin, I think, I think you got to have both. I think there has to be a balance. I think, uh, although I think in, you know, whatever platform you're, or audience you're speaking to, I think uh, oftentimes maybe one is a little bit, uh, louder or more needed than the other. Uh, but I think we have, uh, I think we're being well served by, you know, these, uh, these great organizations like FOP and ICP, uh, IFF of, of saying, Hey, we, we need to, we need to get a balance going here on, on what's really happening in the trenches. Uh, and then what's happening at an academic level, research level, uh, for, for what's happening. Uh, you know, there's no getting around, uh, you know, we're still, uh, we're still getting harmed out there. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, ha a lot of happenings, uh, of drama and impactful things to our, uh, to our brains and our hearts, uh, which carries over into our homes. And, uh, you know, I just feel like that's what, uh, no one fights alone does is just really sit here and try to do our part for bringing a, bringing a message out there to say, Hey, if you want to live a different life. Uh, we can help you do that. That's the whole premise, and no one fights alone. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, just from your personal opinion, uh, where do you feel like the FOP is at compared to like the PBA or PORAC or you know those organizations? Well, you know that uh, that's a that's probably a broader question than I have the knowledge base to even to even be able to answer. But uh, my my experience with FOP. Uh, is that they're absolutely a phenomenal organization. I obviously was not a part of PBA, but the uh, uh, FOP brings such a, a value to uh, our, you know, over 800,000 strong law enforcement uh, across the United States. And that doesn't include, I think, some of the reserve. If you talk about uh, some of the reserve action, I've heard numbers of up to, um, you know, 1.2 million, uh, some odd, uh, commissioned gun carrying uh, warriors out there standing the line blue of, of doing the hard work. Uh, I think FOP does an outstanding job of representing them and fighting the fight. That's the, the you could see it at the conference. You could see it of, of them bringing the bear said, Hey, we want to move the needle here on uh, bringing wellness to a culture that doesn't want to talk about wellness. And it's not that they don't want to, it's just, there's, so much stigma involved uh, with having those conversations of, uh, Hey, I'm not doing good. Uh, you know, it's all, it's all fun and games until you're having a conversation of troll car with a guy that says, you know what? Um, I'm, my marriage is falling apart. I'm drinking too much. I, I'm, you know, I've gained 70 pounds. I, you know, I, I, these, these little 
these these those are where the real conversations happen. I remember working the road and those, uh, you know, back in back in the early years where those bonds were created and and the conversations just continue to get uh, deeper and deeper. Uh, and that's and that's obviously something that FOP knows. They say, you know what, the, we need to start these conversations and funnel them down. And the more we can um, produce good, uh, educated, uh, healthy content of conversations and, and talk about really hard things uh, from bosses to mid-level uh, managers to supervisors to sergeants to FO, uh, FTOs, FTTs to, you know, primarily uh, car to car or in the car. Those are conversations that really need to be uh, well-informed on one end to another, um, maybe poorly informed uh, on the, on the hurting end of those conversations. So it's, you know, it's a difficult endeavor, but again, I, I, you know, coming off this conference, I just, it's, it's invigorating uh, because you, you just really become impassioned uh, and empowered uh, when you hear these people talk, you're like, okay, let's go have these conversations, you know, let's go do this. You know, really, uh, you really leave out of there thinking, man, that's that's awesome. Let's go move the needle. Yeah. Well, and it's also what's what I find interesting is that, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty consistent on the people that show up to this thing. Like you can see that um, certain people in certain departments across the country are very interested in everything that 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 particular conference has to offer because you're seeing the same faces year after year, right? Like that's, that's, I, I think that's abnormal a little bit, uh, you know, um, to, to always see somebody who, you know, is, is the peer support of their department or is, you know, what, whatever it may be, but, uh, they show up year after year, still devoted to helping their people. I absolutely love seeing those old, uh, the same old faces, uh, around because you know what their heart is. You know, when they show up, they're going to be, um, uh, a big piece of making change within their department. And that's why they're there. They, they're, they're there because you know what, and most of those, they're not paid extra to do that. Uh, it may be an additional duty assignment or an unpaid, um, you know, an unpaid, uh, additional duty of some type. Um, you know, there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of full-time wellness coordinators there as well. You know, that, mm-hmm. that, that is their primary job. Uh, they don't, they don't work the street anymore. And, um, so it's such a large variety of, of people and, uh, different, different, different folks showing up within that. It's just pretty exciting. You know, I met a, a yoga guy, uh, I met a, uh, cop and, and I can't remember his name right off the, I apologize to him right off the bat, but, uh, you know, how uncharacteristic is it to uh, sit there and have a, a cop conversation with a guy who said, yeah, I practice yoga on a regular basis. Are you kidding? 20 years ago, that con- that dude, he would have got ostracized. And now it's becoming, uh, you know, a topic of, hey, this is this is something that's real and, and it works. It works for me. Uh, he It wasn't even a question in his portion of the conversation. He's like, this has helped me tremendously. Uh, and you know what, um, you know, I do yoga once in a while. I'm not very good at it. Um, matter of fact, let's just be bold and say I'm terrible at it, but it's really good, uh, for you. Uh, but this young man, um, um, really, um, absolutely passionate about, uh, serving his yoga community, uh, um, Vance Rowe. I just remembered his name. Vance Rowe was his name. Uh, and he has, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, there's no way possible I'm going to remember the agency he was with, maybe. But, uh, yeah, great conversation about uh, just, hey, I'm doing something different. And I'm willing to challenge the norm to keep myself family, uh, keep myself healthy, keep my home healthy. Um, great conversation. Lot a lot of conversations like that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yoga Rescue, right? That was it. Yeah, yep. that was it. Yep. Yoga Rescue. Yeah, I remember I chatted with him for a second as well and and thought that was interesting. Um, so for those listening, if, if you want to go check out something a little bit different for yourself, uh, check out yoga rescue, uh, helped a lot of people, um, you know, figure out that, I mean, there's a ton IFF is doing the same thing. There's a, a gentleman named Brandon Dryman out there who, um, has spread yoga out to 
across the country, right? If that's, you know, uh, all, all the equivalent conferences, you know, on the fire side, that's, that's what he's doing and he's passionate about. And I remember, I think I, I think I started following him on social media a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, from that, you, you see after years of him doing it, more and more people are starting to show up to the sessions that he's putting together. Uh, and it's, it's getting some buy-in. You know, and if that's if that's someone's path and that's someone's journey and that's what's helping them, more power to them. You know, you know the uh, the yoga for first responders organization. I actually follow them on uh, on some social media stuff. We're getting, giving a lot of shout outs here right now, aren't we? Um, yeah. The but the uh, you know I follow them on social media and they 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 have a very significant following and I think they're doing some great work. And somehow, I don't know the, the, I don't know the, the depths of it. I can't obviously speak to the, to the, to the intricacies of the why, but, uh, I mean, they're doing some great work in that trauma field. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, which I think jumps into, you know, a little bit of something else we could talk about is, uh, I mean, tell us, man, uh, we're excited to, to see this, uh, one day training that you have, uh, built with, with Ben Pearson that we chatted about earlier. Tell us a little bit about it, man. I am uh, I am so excited about this. We so really is the the core of uh, my mission within Chateau. I uh, am so excited and and humbled and and proud to be a part of uh, the Chateau uh, experience going outward. Uh, as a Chateau alum, I cannot speak. Uh, highly enough of, of Chateau and the staff in there and the magic that, that they bring to bear. Um, we are putting together uh, or have built and are, are extending outward uh, a one-day wellness training, uh, health and wellness training for first responders uh, that, that really brings the Chateau philosophy to uh, outward uh, we're really looking at, and this is, this is not my brainchild. This was, I was brought alongside to actually put, uh, wheels to this vehicle and say, let's get this thing moving. Uh, it was already a, it was already a brainchild of, of many. Uh, I think you were probably a part of that as well. And what we're doing here, Austin is, uh, taking the, uh, Chateau philosophy, the Chateau experience, the, as much as we possibly can wrap that up into a package and taking that outward to first responder agencies all across the country. We're going to, we're going to, uh, piecemeal out a variety of things that, uh, are, are specifically related to, um, trauma and anxiety and depression. We're going to have card conversations about, uh, substance abuse, uh, suicide, uh, and probably, uh, more passionately what happens inside the home. This is, this is a passionate but difficult topic for nearly every first responder out there. How do I balance work and then not bring it home? Or if I bring it home, how do I deal with it? Uh, if I'm not dealing with it well, how do I correct that? Uh, if I'm in over my head, uh, how do I actually raise my hand and say I need help? How, uh, all these really difficult conversations, we're going to start uh, we're going to start talking about them uh, and, and then really really put together uh, a conversation piece within this training of, of how do you balance work and, and, and home? How do you balance work and uh, personal life? How do you take care of yourself? Really uh, dive into, uh, you know, in a one day training doesn't solve all the world's problems, obviously, but it really gives the, uh, the student or participant of that training. It gives them the opportunity in that moment to really, maybe take an honest uh, look at realigning their values and priorities to, uh, to do something different. You know, the and, definition of sanity is uh, doing the same thing over and over and ex expecting something different. But within our culture, that is just oftentimes where we end up. We don't have another option. We don't have another out. We don't have another answer. Uh, so we just keep doing the same thing and hoping that tomorrow will change. Well, and I think the idea behind it too is to make this a preventative measure from somebody actually having to uh, 
like go and you know maybe it's a residential treatment center or maybe it's you know a different level right or it could be um but the idea is to be preventative right i mean it's to help people maybe open their eyes and and look at themselves because a lot of it's like mindset training and and things along those like how you view the public how you view yourself how you view your family those type of things right Absolutely. You know, the metaphor of uh, using the uh, cleaning trash out of the stream, uh, I know is often used, uh, but we, again, I'm, I'm going to use it again. This is, uh, we're setting, we're setting uh, downstream cleaning, cleaning uh, trash out of this river. And the concept, obviously, this training is to get upstream and start preventing that trash from going into the river that's the concept of this. So we're trying to be preventative of anyone, uh, ended up with a, with a hard time. So, you know, it, it's not a matter of if within the first responder culture, it's not a matter of if you're going to have a hard time, you're going to have hard times. It, it's, it's coming. Uh, you, you know, it's a, uh, whatever endeavor discipline that you take on, uh, in, in your idealistic, uh, career, uh, paramedic, firefighter, uh, ER trauma, law enforcement, uh, dispatch communications, whatever that, uh, um, whatever that endeavor is, uh, it's, it's going to be challenging. You're, you're doing it as a honorable, noble, and courageous, uh, endeavor to, to save and help people, the public, what they often forget to tell you about Austin is the fact that, that you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have hard times. You're going to run into things that are going to uh, impact you. That you're going to run into and see and smell and taste things that are going to um, produce uh, moral injury. You're going to produce things that are going to be uh, contradictory, possibly contradictory to your belief system. You're going to, you're going to be told to do something that you don't want to do or, or uh, adhere to, you know, a code of standards that, that, I mean, there's just, people are messy. It's, it's people's lives are messy. And when you start getting out there working in the world, it becomes really difficult. And that's not even entering into actual, you know, trauma, life or death situations. I'm just talking about routine everyday work of, of, of doing the business you throw in there a couple of uh, really big T trauma items, you know, life or death uh, type situations. Uh, you're getting shot at. You're, you know, you're getting you're getting challenged somehow. You're having to take a life, or you're having to, you don't save that life, or something happens that really hurts your soul or wounds you deeply. Uh, these are all these are all the things that uh, when you entered into this profession, they left off the table on the recruitment table. Uh, they didn't. They didn't tell you about that piece. That you're at, at, after 20 years, your heart is really going to be hurting uh, if you're. And that's even even people who have taken really good care of themselves. You don't come out of this profession unscathed. You just don't do it. Well, there's uh, yeah, there's there's no way. I mean, it, it's impossible just because the the way of the world the world's a rough place, right? And the the first responders see more of that side of the world than you know, people like myself. The statistic, uh, I heard a statistic uh, recently that actually increased this number, but the statistic that I used uh, for a long time uh, in my presentations, Austin, was that a first responder um, uh, would typically have about 800 uh, big T trauma type situations uh, in their career. Um, and I recently heard, and I need to validate that. So I don't want to say it on here until I've actually uh, verified it, but the, the more recent, uh, data that I heard somebody say on a, on a podcast was, uh, was higher than that. That, that is a significant number of, uh, opportunities to wound yourself. So kind of, kind of bringing that full circle, I, you know, I paint that stage to, to say, uh, you know, we're, there's a lot of trainings out there, uh, but there's a lot of business. There's a lot of need. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of people, agencies, uh, officers, firefighters, uh, communications that actually want the information. And, and we're just going to, 
put ourselves in the lineup for saying, hey, we want to get out there, out in front, uh, and give the information as best we see fit. And I'm partial to this, Austin. I, I, I'm partial to the uniqueness of Chateau. I think Chateau has something very uh, special, uh, you know, and, and everybody that brings training out there, I know, feels the same way about their training. Uh, but I can brag on this one because it's mine. I'm helping produce it. It's actually Ben Pearson's, uh, truth be told, at its core. Uh, but this is this is uh, outward mindset training. It's actually uh, it's actually helping you understand that uh, instead of looking within, you're starting to look without and say look outside and say, you know, what's really going on with the people around me and what's the impact I'm having on them. Uh, this is a uh, pretty unique holistic way of, of approaching uh, their personal lives and careers. And, and, uh, uh, and I know that's a, that's a touchy feely way, but I can honestly sit here and tell you this, this approach, this, the impact that this approach had on my life is amazing. It's absolutely amazing uh, view to actually let that me when I, when I went through it, I, it gave me the opportunity to say, hey, this is you. What do you want to do with it? And uh, adopt a style of living that, that is just unbelievable. Yeah, well, I think uh, one of the major people out there that has kind of taken on that outward mindset approach, um, Chip Youth, who's the former SWAT guy from Kansas City, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is one of his... He speaks on it probably, you know, better than you or not you or I can, obviously. But I mean, that outward mindset is the a big part of what changed his outlook on work, on himself, on family, on on all of that kind of stuff, right? And so, um, you know, Arbinger is just a portion of that training, but uh, you know, realistically, um, you know, it. Uh, I think it has a ton of information to it. I think it has a ton of value to, to learning uh, all of those skills. And, and too, from what I'm hearing you say, it's like, you're not, you're not there to take away other trainings that people are doing or comparing. It's just different. Does that, is that fair? Absolutely. This has, you know, we're not, we're not in the competition business. We're in the, we're in the business of uh, impacting people's lives for the better. Uh, this is, this is not, uh, a, a, a competition of sorts of saying mine's better than yours. This is the Chateau experience. End of sentence. The, 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 it is what it is. And uh, with Ben uh, Pearson and Danny Warner's uh, vision of saying, hey, we want to, you know, use that metaphor again. We want to get upstream and start bringing preventative type uh, information to bear to the first responder community. Uh, and let me just can I can I just pause there for just a minute and and mm-hmm. Ben and Danny's uh, heart for the first responders is absolutely amazing. Uh, their their desire to keep the first responder industry healthy uh, is uh, is really uh, something worth uh, something worth noting. Uh, it's so significant that that it shows it exemplifies it it. it you know, it, it exemplifies itself in this training to saying, hey, we're we're going to do this. We want to make sure uh, to be a part of uh, this community for the better. We want to leave a stamp out here that says we uh, we are helping our first responder community and uh, kind of circling back to to the Arbinger piece, Austin. I, I want to say that this is this Arbinger uh, is a big piece of, of this training. This is a concept of, of how to live your life and, and uh, to really actually experience life in a different uh, different manner. Uh, the outward mindset obviously is a is an Arbinger term and and you know if you're if you're interested in that, get on and, and check out Arbinger. Uh, but but you know Austin, you bring up a great point with the uh, with that. It, it's a, it has a heavy footprint within uh, this training. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's just, I mean, how many trainings have you been a part of or, or done yourself? Hundreds, thousands. Oh, an easy thousands. You know, I, I don't, I probably should have kept count. I don't know a lot, but it's both, both well, from the podium and from the, the student chair. 
Well, absolutely. And and you you can tell rather quickly whether you're going to be engaged with that training or not, I'm guessing, right? Like You know what? You uh you bring up a great point. I when I when I was actually uh um we were sitting down call it an interview as it were. It actually wasn't that official, but uh you know, I I when I was tasked with uh, coming on board, one of the most immediate uh, points that I brought up was this, is, is this, you be, you will be known within the matter of a few minutes, uh, what your motivation and intentions are with this training. And, and, uh, this training is, is going to be, uh, either are we selling Chateau or are we actually trying to move the needle on inspiring change? And if we're not inspiring change, then we might as well stay seated. Uh, but if you want to inspire change, get up, let's go out. And let's start moving the needle really uh, and bring something to bear, you know, and that, that, that spoke volumes in to Danny and Ben's uh, heart and passion uh, and direction for what they want within this first responder community. This is, this is not just about uh, name and reputation. This is really a humble uh, approach to let's make a difference. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the real quick thing that I want to hit on from that is what I'm hearing you say is your your goal is to is not to um, get someone in a in a bed that day. Uh, your goal is to change lives and you know make a difference, right? Like absolutely. Yeah, and you can do that without taking someone. Uh, into a residential treatment program, you can do that in one day, right? With, with these people, there's going to be a few that really you can hit the heart with and help them move forward with uh, change. Not everybody needs to go to a residential treatment facility. Yeah. Uh, just because you're drinking or maybe just because you're drinking too much, that doesn't mean you need to go to residential treatment uh, there. It, but on the flip side, <laughs> there are people who need to go to residential treatment. Uh, there's a reason Chateau exists. There's a reason some of these great other facilities that we partner with, there's a reason they exist uh, because there's, you know, there, uh, for me, this was, this was a lot of, uh, this was a lot of trauma. This was a lot of uh, stuff that I had to unpack and, and Chateau did that for me, Ben and Ben and his team, amazing team did that for me. Uh, that doesn't mean everybody needs it. That doesn't mean you can't actually redirect your life early on in your career. Uh, and say, you know what, I'm going to deal with a lot of this stuff early on. This, uh, this training is about, uh, you know, specifically one of the things we talk about is shifting mindset. We're, we're going to talk about, you know, really turning, turning into a different way of looking at and living your life. That's what the whole, that's what the whole training is about. Uh, there's no magic to it, Austin. There's no magic. The, 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 the crux of it is really bringing to bear information about really hard, uh, hard topics. Well, I mean, I think the magic is in the implementation, right? Like it's you, you're, you're getting a guide, uh, or, you know, whatever you want to call it into how to do these things, how to do these things that have been proven over years and years and years to help people, um, you know, these mindset things, these ways of thinking, these, you know, processes in which, um, you know, to have a better relationship with your wife, all of those things, right? And so the, the bottom line is, here they are. Now take these and go implement them in your in your life, right? And um, you, you'll be faced with opportunities to implement those things on a daily basis, right? And then it's your choice. What, what do you want to do here and how do you, how do you want to react to X, Y, and Z? Is that fair? That is, uh, that is spot on. That is correct. It's really just about informing. And you know what the backside of that is the, the, if, if somebody, uh, we've, we've built this in such a manner that if, uh, uh, a single person or a group, a team, a, uh, a department, an agency, uh, or a, a you know a, a, a group, multidiscipline group. They want more information, and they say, you know what, we uh, we really like Ben's information. We like what you're doing there. Can we have more information on fill in the blank, um, substance abuse, 
suicide, trauma. Um, we've built into this, into this in such a way that uh, uh, we can we can dole that out uh, into whatever categories that you want information, or or if there's something that you actually need or want related to that that's not in our uh, area of expertise, uh, we're connected nationally with groups that can feel that. So we can connect you with people that can do some of those things, um, you know, building peer support teams or uh, providing you uh, information or training related to things that are not within our area of expertise. Uh, that's, that's, we built this in that manner on purpose so that we can uh, grow. Uh, you know, the initial is we hope to inspire change. And as you change and grow, you're going to start looking for more information. Uh, that may be information that we can give you. But you know what? If it's not information that's within our area of expertise, we're going to connect you with people who do. Uh, I, I hope I've I've kind of described that uh, well enough there. But I, I I feel like it's really important to know that uh, we're not we're not saying we're the only kids on the block that know how to do this. We're saying we want to be a part of the other people that are out there doing this. There's uh, there's a lot of work out there, Austin. There's a lot of people who are looking for information on how to live differently. Uh, and we're just hoping to be able to provide that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, the last few years has definitely just brought to light people's unhappiness. I mean, when you had to sit at home for a year straight with your family and your house, I mean, it, it, brought to light a lot of relationship things but it also i mean on the flip side it could bring to light hey maybe i don't like the way my house looks and they would remodel their house you know you know like it's just it's brought a lot of of things to the forefront of of people's minds of how they're living the way they're living uh and you know what maybe they need to do to change it i mean there's a reason that you cannot find uh a therapist that has an opening right now right right like and, and there's also a reason that you uh, have seen a lot of people get out of the mental health industry because they can't handle the influx of people that uh, have come in and need help. I mean, I, I, I haven't talked to a person in a year that's like, oh, I can, you know, I'm, I was able to call my psychiatrist and get in the next day, right? They're like, well, the issue is I'm three months out. I'm, you know, 60 days out, it, 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 whatever it is, right? And so... Um, there's a huge shift, but then that also brings to light the fact that, well, now we don't have enough people to take care of this need, right? Like that's, that's a huge issue in itself. Absolutely agree. No, that, that, uh, there's not enough of us out here doing this. There's not enough, um, people out there actually posing the opportunity to produce change and, and, inspiring, uh, people, you know, we've all been to those trainings where you, you know, you, they were kind of duds. They just, you, you're sitting there going through the, it's a check that box training is what it is. Uh, and, and some agencies, uh, don't know where to look, don't know how to find, uh, adequate training, relevant, culturally competent, uh, inspiring training. Uh, and, and so Consequently, you know, from a management standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, especially those chiefs, they they do care. They, they you know, they're for a variety of reasons. Either they're paid to care, or it's part of their heart. They actually do care, uh, but they 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 do want their officers to be uh, healthy, uh, generically. And I know, as a frontline officer, there's an argument to be made that you know my chief my chief doesn't care. That's the whole disconnect from, from, uh, bottom to top. I, I completely get that. However, the point I'm making here is leadership actually, uh, does want, uh, this to be relevant and adequate, if not inspirational. And oftentimes they're left to maybe because of uh, budget or, uh, because of time shift work, a, a long list things that they they struggle actually bringing relevant training to the table um they 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 just absolutely end up doing uh bare minimum check that box type uh information or 
worst case scenario is they don't do anything because uh, they don't know where to go. And a lot of the officers then are left or uh, firefighters are then left to uh, dig it out on their own. They, they, if they, if you, if you want to find something, you got to go, you got to go get it yourself. Uh, you know, and you, you end up meeting a lot of folks at these conferences that I'm, I'm here because I, I want to do something different. I want something different for my team. Uh, you meet a lot of those folks out there running across the United States. I've met them. I've met quite a few of them. Yeah. Well, and, and in saying that, that's, that's what we were speaking on early as, earlier is if, if you are at a department that is like that, which they just don't have the proper resources or the, or the, I mean, there's, there's a ton of things out here now that you could do, whether it's the FOP wellness, whether it's ICP, whether it's cops, you know, concerns of police survivors, you know, there, there are some good options now for, for people to go attend or go do and meet some of the right people, attend some of the right courses and start implementing what they need to in their department, right? Like we're, we're not, at the point we were 15, 20 years ago where there just really weren't these resources. Like they're, they're there now. Don't you think? They are there. Uh, it's a matter of finding them, knowing about them, uh, getting that information in the right place, uh, and, and getting ahead of the, of the situation, you know, we're, uh, uh, we're way out ahead, uh, on, on, uh, shootings this year, shootings this year are up. Uh, with already, uh, we just, you know, we just kicked off 2023 and the FOP numbers, uh, are, are gigantic. Uh, the, the suicide numbers are down a little bit, uh, but they're still here every time. If there's not a zero on the suicide number, uh, then we're, we're doing something wrong. You know, we're, we're, we're missing an opportunity there to save a life within ourselves. So, you know, there's still work to be done out there and, uh, that's, that's, that's a mission to us all. Anybody who's willing to step up and say, I'm willing to bring a, a resiliency training to bear a health and wellness training to bear some type of informational uh, training to bear, to help this industry. Uh, you know, we're, we're lining up. We're just saying, we're going to be a part of that team. We're going to be a part of that uh, group. Uh, and I think it's important here. I don't want to miss this opportunity, Austin, to kind of know how to find us. Uh, so, so if you're looking at or interested in, uh, this training, uh, you can find us on our website, the chateaurecovery.com website. Uh, there's a first responder drop-down menu that actually has first responder uh, resiliency training. Uh, there's a flyer on there. If, you, if nothing else, you can uh, reach out through that website. Uh, I certainly don't mind giving uh, my email on this. Uh, it's uh, brad at chateaurecovery.com. If this is something you're interested in, shoot me an email. Um, Austin, uh, I, either one, will we'll field that uh, conversation, uh, see how we can get training to you. Uh, but if this is uh, if this is something you're interested in, uh, drop me a line, drop me a note. Uh, you, can, you can find us on Facebook as well, uh, First Responder Resiliency, uh, and, and Check us out there a little bit, um, but but uh, jump on our website and uh, take a look at our uh, first responder program. We uh, really, I'm I'm excited. I'm the newest member of Chateau. Just come on in uh, uh, December, and I'm I just am super excited to be a part of this. Uh, I I I love this mission, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, 2023 being a being a great year to kick this off. Yeah, and uh, I guess a, another kind of concrete. I mean, you'll you'll be doing your training in April in Indiana, in the Indianapolis area, uh, with a few departments. Uh, if uh, you know someone's listening from that area that also wants to join in on that, they're more than welcome uh, to contact you know Brad or what he just had spoken about. Um, but uh, that's we're we're about done for the day but let's let's say this next week we're going to go back to a little bit of our older format we're going to bring a guest on um you know go through their story go maybe you know if they're with an organization whatever their organization is about with first responders um but we're looking forward to bringing some guests back this season uh and and hearing their stories i absolutely love it 
and I'm excited to be here. Love the podcast. I'm looking forward to a, a banner year of uh, having some conversations with the great people. I've seen, I've peeked at the lineup. The lineup's amazing, Austin. Uh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to this. So thanks for letting me be a part, man. This is uh, this is an honor. Absolutely, man. We're we're glad to have you on, and uh, want to thank everybody for listening. And we'll uh, tune in with you next time. Have a great, safe week. Thank you for listening to this segment of No One Fights Alone. We want to give a special shout out to our sponsors of this episode, Chateau Recovery and First Responder Trauma Counselors. Chateau Recovery is a 16-bed treatment facility nestled in the foothills of the Wasatch Mountains in Midway, Utah. Chateau's First Responder Resiliency Program is designed to treat the unique challenges and issues that first responders encounter in the course of their careers. Chateau's comprehensive and individualized approach to treatment addresses more than just the presenting issues, it addresses the why. Each of their trauma-trained and culturally competent therapists utilize evidence-based therapies to treat trauma at its core and enable clients to begin the healing process while developing a resilient and healthy relationship with stress. Chateau Recovery is trusted by departments and agencies from around the county to treat responders and veterans, in fact it is one of only a handful of facilities nationwide that is vetted and approved to treat members of the Fraternal Order of Police. For more information, or to speak to a representative, go to ChateauRecovery.com or call 888-507-5031. First responder trauma counselors are subject matter experts in proactive behavioral health care for frontline workers through their National Peer Support Academy. This 40-hour, all badges, all uniforms, all scrubs, educational experience helps you create caring, honest, and empathetic peer support relationships with your fellow frontline workers. FRTC's National Peer Support Academy is taught by actual first responders who have gone back to school to become culturally competent licensed behavioral health clinicians, who teach from lived experience not just theories from books. This fast-paced, immersive, educational academy will not just change your life, it will help you save the lives of others. For additional details go to their website 911overwatch.org or contact first responder trauma counselors at 970. 970- 222-4193, this could be the most life-changing academy you'll ever attend.